can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Welcome to a special Tuesday edition of the Talking Pools podcast. My name is Rudy Stankowitz. We've given Tim and Kelly the week off. They'll be returning at their regularly scheduled time next week. And right now, I am flying solo, but I'm going to bring you the news. Everything that's going on in the pool industry right now, some of the bigger stories that are out there. First off, Inyo Pools, another acquisition in the industry. Inyo Pools was picked up by Aqua Leisure Products, so now they're part of that portfolio of brands. Aqua Leisure has been around since 1970, and they have since acquired such brands as Aqua Pro. Aqua, Aqua Fitness, Dolphino, Swim School, Airhead, Sports Stuff, and Yukon Charlies. Now, Inyo Pools, Inyo Face. The YouTube giant in the DIY swimming pool video space added to the list. What does this mean for the pool industry? Probably nothing. Inyo Pools is a direct-to-consumer brand of swimming pool supply. Maybe they'll have a little bit of a more oomph behind it. But they're very well known for their how-to videos. Over 21 million views a year, which we've mentioned a few moments ago. According to Patrick Paroline, who is owner of Inyo Pools, it's been a wonderful adventure, he says, to work along alongside my brother and best friend over the past 15 years, building Inyo into the preferred brand for do-it-yourself swimming pool repair and maintenance. He's excited, obviously, about that. I'm hoping he got a shit ton of money. Inyo Pools was founded in 2001. Childhood friends and brothers who will remain on with the company as director of strategy and new products focused on the continued expansion and pure line brand across additional product segments. Florida, the Sunshine State, is now getting a little tipsy at the pool as we push forward and allowing swim-up bars in swimming pools. Well, what about it? Can a man get a drink around here? For the longest time, the Florida Health Department has had a rule against serving food and beverage is even near a public pool, nonetheless in them. Now, due to lobbying and Florida tourism, drinking in the pool, pool drinking, day drinking, sunshine drinking, whatever you want to call it, looks like it's going to be approved. Senator Ed Hooper and Winter Springs Representative David Smith filed bills during the legislation session that would force DOH, the Department of Health, and the Florida Building Commission to develop health and safety standards that would accommodate this. The movement to legalize poolside bars was also helped along by Gary Robinson and other lobbyists such as Robert Stewart, Chris Carmody, Chris Dawson, and Jason Unger. According to Stewart, he says, from the start, we were encouraged by the support of the Florida legislature for removing this antiquated prohibition, knowing that Florida can and should be a leader for all these fun and profitable assets in a safe and healthy way. I don't know. As far as we've been concerned for the longest time, we've been telling folks not to drink when they're in the pool. No alcohol in the pool. Don't drink while you're in the pool. It's not safe. But what are we doing in Florida? 
In unrelated news, experts are predicting a surge in news stories that all begin with the topic, a Florida man from aquatic venues across the state. Speaking of Las Vegas, where you can attend a swim-up bar... It looks like my normal co-host from our Friday Talking Pools podcast, Andrea Nanini, is calling in at this time. Hey, Andrea, why are you interrupting me? Listen, I felt like you needed me to, because you, like, I know you felt alone talking to yourself, so I knew I, that I had to jump in and save you. <laughs> Did you know that there's like a lot of, um, there's a lot of these bigger pool companies that are going around and making offers to smaller companies? To buy up their businesses. I've, I've heard something about that. I've heard about it, too. I've never actually had it um, happen to anybody that I know yet. But I've been hearing around, you know, not the water cooler, but like I've been hearing around the chlorine tank that, uh, that yeah, if you have over a certain amount of pools, people are getting offers from, you know, some national companies, I guess. That's super interesting. So what's happening is, is they're eliminating the small mom and pop brands and just becoming a major conglomerate in the service sector? I guess so. From what, from what I from what I understand, anyway, that's what's that's the rumor going around. Hmm. Well, that's that's different. I, it makes you wonder what the industry is going to look like in five years or even or 10 years or even, you know what, next year. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I've been watching and paying attention in the groups and stuff. And there's always been talk about, you know, we need to unite in this, you know, area of the industry. We need to be more. Um, that's kind of what they that what we try to do with the classes, like the CPO. We try to be more consistent with that stuff. So I don't know. I feel like it could be we could be seeing a, a big change or some differences in the future. So I think I'm. I think I'm torn. I think I want to see how it weighs out because I can't say I, I believe in mom and pops and I believe in that power. And I think that's part of the country's history. I mean, that's part of America, the mom and pop business. But also at the same fact, I know a lot of people who just want to get out. They're done. Yeah. They're tired. Uh, they don't know what to do. I guess, you know, they could put it up for sale. But and if somebody comes along with the right number and they're in that boat. And that's OK. You know, that's okay if that's what you want to do. You know, it's your business, your decision, your life. So whatever works for you, that's totally fine. But I just thought it was interesting that um, moving towards a one one pool company that serves the nation. I guess. I if, if somebody came to me with a check with a lot of zeros on it, there's a very good chance that you might be doing this podcast by yourself. <laughs> Aw, well, that's all right. I can handle it. There you go. I totally, I totally agree with you. So money talks, you know, so if it's, it's just well, something choice. Thank you. And leave it to you to find a way to interrupt me in a podcast that you're not even a part of. My podcast sense was my, my interrupt Rudy sense was tingling. So I had to act like Spider-Man Spidey senses. Yep. Okay. Got That's it. Right. Cool girl sense. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. There was Andrea, unexpectedly. Everybody have a drink. And she'll be with us on Fridays, as usual, in the regularly scheduled time for the Talking Pools podcast. We've got some issues going on in Sin City and the surrounding areas, actually the entire state of Nevada. There is a big push to limit the size of swimming pools being built from this point going forward. They're going to limit them to 600 square 
feet, no larger. This comes at a time when there is a huge swimming pool boom in the market. Unprecedented amounts of swimming pools going into the ground each year, and all of a sudden Las Vegas and Nevada pool builders have handcuffs on. One of the driving factors behind that, says Southern Nevada Water Authority spokesperson Bronson Mack, is that they've seen very large pools going into the ground in excess of 1,000 to 5,000 square feet being installed. So they really do not have the water to support that size of a pool. He goes on to say that when you look at some of these supersized swimming pools that can be in excess of 2,000 square feet, they have significant evaporation losses. In fact, a pool of that size can lose anywhere from 100,000 to 150,000 gallons of water just due to evaporation every single year. That's also according to Bronson Mack. I don't know. Do those numbers sound correct to any of you? Sounds like a lot of water. I'm going to have to bust out a calculator and see what it looks like. This is one of the primary reasons why we typically go with cartridge filters in those locations. Cartridge filters cannot be backwashed, therefore they do not use near as much water when you clean it. You have to manually disassemble it, of course, and then hose it down. But in comparison, the amount of water is nil compared to that of a sand filter or a diatomaceous earth filter. It's for these reasons that cartridge filters are actually considered to be a means of water conservation. If you're thinking of getting a cartridge filter for your pool or just replacing the one that you have, take a look at Aquastar Pool Products Pipeline Filter. That's the one with the safety locking ring for the lid, and it's uniquely designed inside to allow for 360-degree filtration around that element. That's the type that I have on my pool, and I absolutely love it. Now, here's the thing. Terry Mayfield with the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance said that the PHTA supports the Water Authority's conservation efforts, and it does agree with the numbers being discussed. Limiting the pool sizes in a year when pools sales exponentially higher than they've ever been and all of a sudden now nevada gotta keep it small let's talk about the ongoing conundrum that is the chlorine shortage that factory that we were expecting to be built and opened its doors in april of 22 that was going to again flood the market with trichlor tablets opening has been pushed back into august of this same year that means that we will not see trichlor hitting the market in any significant amounts until at least 2023 what does that mean for us now a continuation of 2021 no doubt i do believe that the the sodium hypochlorite manufacturers and Cal Hypo manufacturers have ramped up production in order to avoid the shortages that we had in supply last year. But they will still be facing many of the same supply chain issues that they were hit with in the heat of the season. Resin still not readily available, so we will have trouble finding plastic buckets. Workforce shortage still an issue, so we have nobody to put the product into the plastic buckets that we don't have. Transportation issues still linger on, so even if we had somebody to put stuff in the plastic bucket, that we don't have. We don't have any way to get the product out to you. What a clusterfuck. But, you know, it's not limited to the swimming pool industry. Apparently, this is affecting all industries across the board. If you can if you can find tablets now, I'd buy them. If they're on the shelves, buy them. Because I'd guesstimate that we'll be running into shortages and have trouble finding chlorine tablets again come June. Liquid chlorine, calcium hypochlorite, we're probably going to see issues at the same time. Because even though these manufacturers have ramped up production, they have no historical data to base the needs of the industry upon. Because they ran out of product last year, nobody tracks lost sales. Nobody knows how much they would 
would have sold had they had it in stock. So this is going to be an extremely educated guess, and I am hoping that they hit the mark, but I fear that they won't. This person here, Rudy Stankwitz, I believe that the trichlor problems we face that it will continue this year will again cause a ripple effect, causing shortages in both liquid chlorine and calcium hypochlorite. So again, 2022 looks like it's going to be another cluster f- of a year for chlorine. So find your alternative methods of sanitizing, develop better protocols of care for your pools, set your pools up now so they're not going to need as much chlorine during the 2022 season. Take a look at NC Brands Pro Series Enzymes and Phosphate Removers. Those will help you to use much less chlorine during the season. Also, Blu-ray XL Minerals. Get some of those in your pool. That too will help to keep the algae away, help you use less chlorine, stretch out your current supplies, and save money on chlorine in 2022. You know, I'm hoping it's not as bad as I think it's going to be, so fingers crossed on that one. Hoping the Cal Hypo and Sodium Hypochlorite manufacturers can really step up and carry the ball. Now we're going to head off to Heather Linton, who is on location in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, where she's looking at manufacturers who have been double-dipping and thinking they can get away with it. Hey guys, Heather here with the Talking Pools podcast. So today I just want to talk about the turmoil that's going on in our industry for manufacturers who double dip by selling directly to consumer and dealer direct simultaneously online. I've had enough of this pop! We can't make our margin up. Just feel it's a disservice to us as pool professional. You can't replace part. You can't replace the drive. There's no help online. How are we going to help the client that's in need? What are we going to do? Just tell them, hey, I'm sorry, I can't help you, but you got to replace the whole damn thing. You know, that's not a professional thing to say to our clients. But if you need to be aware that, hey, Mr. Consumer, Mrs. Consumer, if you choose that, on, I have no way of fixing it. I have no support. I'm just going to tell you to replace it if it goes out. If there's anything wrong with it, I can't help you. As long as they're aware of that and you're making your money, which because, hell, we all know that certain people, manufacturers, I'm not going to say people, I'm going to say certain manufacturers sell online and then it's direct to our consumers and we can't even get our cost to what they're buying it for online. Even though I negotiate with our suppliers, where is the help for us pool professionals? You know, how are we going to be able to stay in business because we're in business to make money? We're not in business to just charge for labor and our time. You've got to have that margin in there for those parts. How else are you going to be in business? I think it's a necessity that maybe all of us pool professionals just kind of join together as a whole, refusing to install things bought online. I know that's going to be hard. And there's some people that say, well, we need to conform, especially to online exclusive product. Maybe we just need to say, hey, if it's not one of our name brand companies that we normally buy for, we can't provide a service for you. I think totally a disservice to our profession and to our industry. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not opposed to another another company coming in to try to step into our industry. I mean, you know, we don't really have a lot of options for somebody else to come in the market. That would be great because there's a lot of companies being bought out. There's a lot of companies that are merging together. So it's kind of creating a monopoly. If you're going to do that, you need to have that support. You need to have it where we can fix it. There's a lot of the mom and pop retail stores that I've personally seen that feel like they're kind of definitely not for our industry. But again, if you're going to be in this market, you've got to have certain aspects inside a product that you're trying to sell. 
I can't warranty, I can't fix it. So what are we what are we going to do? You know, how much profit are we actually making on these? We're not selling the product. So we have no margin. So immediately you're losing a minimum of 30%, whatever your margin may be. Are you going to increase that cost on the installation? So and then how are you going to support that client? You know, so it's definitely an ongoing issue inside of our industry. And I think as a pool professional, we need to come together and we need to kind of stick with the same policy throughout the industry if at all possible. That way we can just make a pact and be like, hey, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, we just don't install these. I apologize. The reason we don't install these are for X, Y, and Z, and you state whatever your reasons. And for me, it would be lack of support. We can't we can't fix it if it breaks. We have no help. We can't get parts for it. You know, you buy it direct through online or wherever the hell you get these at. I just feel like we just need to come together on these. Well, that's just my two cents in it. So I'm going to leave it at that. And I hope to hear from y'all tomorrow on my Talking Pools podcast with Hump Days with Heather. Have an amazing day. Bye, guys. Thank you, Heather. All right, folks, let me ask you this. Why are there a few builders out there in the market that are still screwing over homeowners? I know it's a few bad apples, but you know what? I really want to know why. There's another one who just got nailed this week. There's Epic Fiberglass, and just outside of Houston, up in the Conroe area, has been taking money from people and not completing the job. Why? Get your ass out there. Finish what you committed to. You're making us look bad, buddy. Put the pool in the ground. If you sign the contract, do what you said you were going to do. This is very, very easy. This is how people excel. Brilliance by contrast I know there's two sides to every story, and trust me, I would love to hear the other side of this, but the truth of the matter is, is this fellow up there at Epic Fiberglass got busted. Darren Matthew Cook from Magnolia, he's charged with felony theft, according to deputies and investigators with the Harris County Precinct Number 4 Constable's Office, for allegedly accepting $195,000 to install fiberglass pools that were either installed incorrectly or never went in at all. Poor form, dude. Poor form. All you have to do is the right thing. You take the money to put a pool in the ground, you put the pool in the ground. Don't disappear with the money. Don't not finish the job. And don't leave people with a hole in the ground. A second degree felony for theft is what this fellow faces. Again, that was epic fiberglass out of the Houston, Texas area. Stop it. If you're a builder and you're taking money and you don't plan to put the pool in, stop it. With that said, this has been your news for the week. I am Rudy Stankwitz. I am with the Talking Pools podcast. If you like the show, click subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us an awesome review. Tell a friend about us. Share the podcast. Hey, send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts. If you have a suggestion for a show, send me an email, talkingpools at gmail.com. You guys are awesome. You rock. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in with us each week. And you will hear Andrea and myself again this Friday. Tomorrow, Hump Days with Heather. That's it. Catch you later.
just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 